Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well today. I always like to play a few contemporary Christian music songs as I'm trying to get everything shared to all my different pages and groups and all that good thing. So you can just stand there watching my ugly mug uh, in silence as I do it. And uh, I tell you, it's probably one of my all-time favorite uh, uh, songs is God Pleaser. I'd rather be a God Pleaser, not a man pleaser. I tell you, I think our uh, Christian community would be a whole lot better off. We had more pastors and Christians alike who are striving more to be God pleasers than man pleasers. And uh, I just uh, uh, love that song. And uh, growing up, of course, uh, of course, I, I was uh, uh, dad always played uh, Bread and Jim Croce and the, some of those out there. But he always um, played a lot of contemporary Christian songs too. And uh, man, I tell you what. Uh, it might have been the early, mid-80s, whatever, but, uh, man, some of the Christian music come out at that time was way beyond, ahead of its time. I don't know what happened. I mean, now all you have is 7-Eleven songs, and uh, and it, some of these songs that were even that old to me are still could be played on the air today and not even miss a beat. And so it's sad to see that uh, Christian music has, uh, I mean, there's still some good songs out there, don't get me wrong, but uh, they, just, uh, they just don't seem to have the same... Uh, uh, oomph, if you will, <laughs> as uh, the uh, uh, as the other uh, songs do. You know, it's been an interesting day. Uh, the um, some of you may already know who who was on my social media uh, around 1 a.m. this morning. Uh, our white trailer, uh, our uh, double axle trailer, was stolen uh, this morning. Uh, shared on social media uh, the footage, uh, the uh, screenshots uh, of the individual who stole it. Unfortunately, it's not clear enough to get a tag number, but it looks like an SUV of some sort. Some think it's a Jeep Cherokee. You know, it looks between Jeep Cherokee or a Tahoe or a Blazer of some sort, and uh, they stole it. And so on the back of it, it says coal in uh, black lettering. So be on the lookout. If you happen to see it, uh, let us know. Look on Marketplace. You know, they might be, you know, Crooks are not known to be smart, so they might be dumb enough to be trying to sell it or trade it online. So be on the lookout for it. If you see that, uh, if you see a white uh, enclosed trailer, double axle uh, out there, uh, be sure and call the church, uh, 282-0655, or message me on social media and let me know. And because uh, it's uh, it's a sad, you know, being a crook, a liar, and a thief is uh, is is horrible. But to uh, uh, still from a church, I mean that's that's an all-time low right there. And we had a trailer lock, uh, hitch lock on it, so we didn't like it was just sitting out there. So they had to work to get it. But still, it, it's sad, uh, sad situation. And then everything going on in the world today, uh, you know, this whole thing with this uh, Bubba NASCAR. Uh, I was called a uh, racist today because I, I was talking about how he was like Jesse Smollett. And the fact that he's just trying to get 15 seconds of fame, you and I both know he knew that that was a, a you know, if he's been in, if he's been around cars any amount of time, you can't tell me the man didn't know that uh, that was a rope to pull the garage door open. I mean, come on, people, we know what was going on. The uh, uh, you know NASCAR was losing fans. They were trying to, to drum up uh, some uh, uh, attention on that, and uh, they got what they wanted. And, but I was called a racist today uh, because I, I dared to state the obvious. <laughs> and so, whatever, man. You know, I just, you know, it's just getting to the point. It's just getting insane. You can't speak your mind, truth or not, and uh, uh, and be considered a racist. And I'm probably one of the least racist people out there. In fact, uh, 
Dad, was, Dad and I was talking today because uh, when my grandmother's Japanese, I was called every derogatory <laughs> remark out there growing up. I, the kids really made give me a hard time and really made fun of me. Even had adults make fun of the uh, way my eyes were shaped, and uh, had, I would have kids look at me and do like Chinese eyes and such. And it was uh, wasn't fun uh, growing up. So that's why I can say that I I am the least racist because I wouldn't wouldn't do that to anybody out there. And uh, you know, again, without Jesus Christ. Uh, without God, racism is going to exist. As long as sin is there, it's going to exist. But one thing's for sure, if we have Jesus Christ in our lives, in our hearts, uh, you know, that's the only way we're going to show brotherly love. I don't care what ethnicity you are. I don't care, you know, it, it is, that's the only way you're going to have a forgiveness of heart and to have love for one another is through Christ alone. It's something that man cannot generate on his own. It is only through Jesus Christ. And as soon as the world can understand that, uh, but see, the God of this world has blinded them. And uh, as long as they uh, have no understanding uh, of what uh, uh, of what Christ's love is, there's going to be hatred in this world. But uh, that's the only thing that's going to heal race relations right now is the love of Jesus Christ. So right now, as uh, you know, I know that there are high emotions, uh, no matter how you feel uh, in regards to what's going on in the nation right now. Uh, but one thing's for sure, we've got to pray. We've got to pray, pray for peace upon our land. We've got to pray that hearts and minds be touched uh, like never before, and that people will come to know Jesus Christ like never before. And uh, that's the only thing that's going to save this nation at this point. So uh, it's the, all this hatred, bitterness, uh, is, uh, uh, is not going to solve anything. Well, anyway, I didn't mean to to have such a long intro, but uh, just a lot going on uh, this uh, this uh, today. It's been crazy, it really has. It never fails. Uh, somebody wants to start something right before you get ready to speak or preach. That's that's when the old devil wants to attack uh, wants to attack the most. And uh, you know, uh, I forgot to tell Dad about this last night. I had the craziest, weirdest dream. I don't even know what I, I don't remember even eating anything before I went to bed last night. But uh, uh, I ain't going to the details of the crazy dream itself. But uh, there was this one instance uh, where there there was this um, boy. He was demon possessed, and uh, I said, "In the name of Jesus, I bind and rebuke you, Satan, be gone." And uh, at first, it was almost like it. What I was saying wasn't working, and, uh, and then all of a sudden, this, the verse came to my mind. Um, <clears throat> where Jesus told the disciples that they didn't have enough faith. And I remember saying it again. Uh, in the name of Jesus, I bind and rebuke you, Satan, be gone. And again, I try to say uh, that uh, uh, that didn't work. And I remember saying, I know the power of Jesus Christ. And when I said that, that demonic spirit left. And, you know, and I think that's one thing that we have to learn and understand. I know that's just a dream, but I do believe that uh, the old devil wants to intimidate us and to think that we don't have enough faith, that we, uh, you know, we are not strong enough. But if we have Jesus Christ in our lives, we are far stronger and, than we can possibly imagine. So don't let the old devil psych you out and to make you think that uh, you're not strong enough. Because with God on your side, all things are possible. 
and uh, you know I don't put a lot of stock in dreams but uh, you know who knows maybe the old devil is trying to to uh, be uh, on the attack hey the devil will play fair I, you know so even in that moment maybe the old devil is trying to attack but I know who's greater <clears throat> let's look at Matthew chapter 6 verses 14 and 15 for if you forgive others their trespasses your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And as me, Peppy always says, <laughs> bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. Uh, I am um, trying to see. I didn't see any prayer requests. Let me just double check here. There's uh, a lot of people... Uh, I uh, see that are watching. Thank you for everybody that's watching. Don't see any prayer requests. Uh, if you have any prayer concerns, be sure and, and write those in the comments there. And uh, you know, even though I, I won't be, have time to address them at this moment, uh, we can all come together and pray over those uh, different concerns. But let's go ahead and open up with prayer if we may. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, we just praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord, for your grace, your mercy your strength. Lord, this nation is in terrible chaos right now. There's uh, so much hatred and evil and bitterness. And Lord, uh, I pray that you will heal this land and I pray peace upon this country. Lord, I just pray that you will be with all those who are watching this evening. Lord, you know their hearts and minds. You know their prayer concerns. And Lord, I just pray Special prayer concern for Kim Penix and Wendy Lee, uh, Ron and Thelma Thompson, uh, Roger Winters, Mr. Murph. I pray you be with Linda Feathers. I pray you be with Darlene Barker's family and stepfather. Uh, Lord, I just pray that uh, you'll be with Verda Campbell, her sister, and Richard Campbell's father. Uh, Lord, I just pray that, um, uh, trying to remember, there's so many other prayer requests and concerns that uh, I receive, Lord, but you, you know the hearts and minds, you know every situation. And that you will be done, Lord. I just pray that you be with my dad, and I pray that you bring protection upon him, and my mom, and my mother-in-law, father-in-law, my wife, and my kids. And uh, Lord, just be with us this evening. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Uh, trying to think here. Uh, Announcement-wise, I can't think of anything specific uh, uh, right now going on that that needs to be addressed, other than the fact that we're, we 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 did we did get here in a second. Uh, we will be meeting uh, this Sunday morning uh, from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. I had a couple people asking me uh, what the um, uh, service time was again. And uh, so we will be meeting the, on Sunday mornings at the church from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. We'll be doing that for a little while. Uh, we will continue to do online services on Sunday evening and Wednesday evening. Of course, Sunday evening at 6 o'clock. Uh, Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. obviously or you would be on here watching right now so but uh, uh, that's all that I can think of at this moment and uh, I just we didn't really need to pray for our country I tell you it's um, like I said of course all the obvious you know going out of control but I've been reading where this uh, COVID thing is spiking again so that's that's not a good thing you know here our country trying to get back uh, uh, in order uh, business trying to get back to get you know, opening back up churches trying to open back up and uh, not good uh so we need to make sure and take our precautions wash them hands wear those masks 
for if you're like me, most people are very grateful when you wear those masks. And uh, so uh, I don't. I think Dad wanted me to take a, um, a paper bag and just cut eye holes out and wear that. So that's the loving father that I have. So. <laughs> Anyway, let's go ahead and look at our Bibles this evening. Uh, we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 9, verses 15 through 22 this evening. It will be our focal point. So if you have your Bibles, iPads, iPhones, Galaxies, Androids, whatever it is that you're using, uh, turn to those, and uh, we're going to look at, I'm, I'm reading out of English Standard Version, now you all know, well I guess I should have announced that too, you know, I, for those who are on uh, the website, always remember I do my um, morning devotions every morning at 7.15 a.m. if you want to tune in live, you can, uh, but um, uh, and on the mornings you always use the, the King James Version, but for the sake of our study, I'm, I'm using the English Standard, but uh, Hebrews 9.15 says, Therefore, he is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. For where a will is involved, the death of the one who made it must be established. For a will takes effect only at death, since it is not in force as long as the one who made it is alive. Therefore, not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood. For when every commandment of the law had been declared by Moses to the, all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats, goats, I don't know what I even said there, goats, with water and scarlet wool and hyssop, and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, saying, this is the blood of the covenant that God commanded for you. And in the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the tent and all the vessels used in worship. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Let's have a quick word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, again, we just come before you and praise your holy name. Lord, thank you again for the opportunity to spread the gospel message. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with us this evening. Lead us, guide us uh, in your word. And Lord, let it be uh, edifying. Let it be uh, help us to be equipped. And most importantly, uh, Lord, let it glorify you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so uh, we have a lot going on here. And um, when we look at... Uh, these verses here, and, and we're talking about uh, this new covenant. Remember, the, the original covenant uh, was uh, not able to uh, cover uh, the, the full extent of our sins. And so that's why he's talking about the new covenant here that Jesus Christ is offering uh, in order to, to fully cover all of our sins. And this can go back to Jeremiah, Jeremiah 31, 31. Uh, let me get over here just right quickly here. Jeremiah 31, 31 it says behold the days are coming declares the Lord while I'll make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah so we see that being foretold even back in Jeremiah and uh, also uh, in in our study we can see also in Hebrews 8 10 through 12 uh, says for this is the covenant that I'll make with the house of Israel after those days declares the Lord I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So, you know, we see this, that um, 
you know, there, there are a lot of people, when they look at Christianity uh, throughout the years, a lot of liberals uh, have uh, considered our um, uh, convictions and beliefs and understanding of Christians as a, as a slaughterhouse uh, religion because of, um, of the, the use of blood uh, that had to be used for the atonement of our sins. And, you know, you can only imagine uh, what it was like. You know, when we, you know, I'd say 99.9% of us, uh, unless you live on a farm, uh, have never witnessed uh, the slaughtering of, of animals. Uh, now, uh, when I was a kid, uh, I remember my, uh, we had, my grandfather slaughtered some, some pigs. In fact, when I was getting ready to slaughter them, Dad made me leave. He said, I didn't want to see that, so I don't know. But uh, I still remember that a long time ago. But uh, uh, so I've never really seen that or experienced. Most of us already get our hamburger meat uh, already ground, wrapped in cellophane, and that's how we get it. So, you know, for us to get a full picture uh, of the extent of this is probably, you know, uh, hard for us uh, to do. Uh, but when you see, think of it, you know, you got to think that Moses is, is, you know, he's got bowls of blood and he's, he's throwing it, you know, over here and he's throwing it over there and, you know, and, and, and hundreds of sacrifices, you know, constantly going on, you know, and the, and the burning of animals and, you know, you imagine the, the stench and the smell in the air uh, constantly going on uh, that's being done uh, to, uh, uh, to, you know, to, for that forgiveness of sins. Uh, and so that's why we had to have Jesus Christ, you know, to, to have, you know, he was the only one, you know, when you look at um, uh, animals, you know, they are uh, amoral. Uh, when you look at man, he is immoral. And you look at Jesus Christ, who was moral. And uh, Jesus Christ went willingly uh, in order to sacrifice himself to shed that blood in order for us to have that forgiveness sin. God demanded justice. God demanded punishment, and Jesus Christ willingly gave himself uh, so that those demands would be met. That's why, you know, you've heard my dad say time and time again that we owed a debt that we could not pay, and Jesus Christ paid the debt he did not owe. And, um, you know, this goes back all the way to uh, Cain and Abel. In fact, uh, this morning, uh, we were, uh, my, the, uh, our opening scripture this morning is was in regards uh, to uh, Cain and Abel. Now, um, in that respect, uh, this morning, we, we are, our focal point uh, was talking about violence and how it, we can date that back all the way uh, back to then. But even past that, their, their parents, Adam and Eve, and how they, you know, here they were, uh, uh, didn't know any sin, they didn't know any guilt, they didn't know any shame. And, uh, and so when they partook of that, uh, of the apple of, uh, knowledge of good and evil, then they automatically, that's when sin flooded their, their, their veins. And out of their shame, uh, God covered them. See, I was kind of like that first sacrifice, you know, we, and I think we referred back to this on Sunday evening, and the fact that uh, the covering uh, of those animal skins was uh, that uh, foreshadowing of Jesus Christ's uh, shedding of the blood to cover our sins in the future. But, you know, you see that uh, with Cain and Abel, that, you know, when I was talking about this morning, that that very act of violence uh, was in regards to the, uh, you know, it was, uh, the jealousy, and it was over God, uh, that the very act that we have, uh, that we saw there, and that, you know, here, uh, you know, Cain killed Abel because Abel's sacrifice was a, a sweet-smelling aroma to God, and here, uh, you know, uh, Cain just uh, dropped fruit and vegetables there on the ground, and, uh, 
Uh, and so, therefore, we've had people who, you know, of that lineage of, of Cain who have uh, great disdain uh, for the things of God and, and, and for Christians alike. And uh, so we see that even back then that God demanded that, that blood sacrifice. That's why when we see here in verse 22 uh, at, the, uh, the, at the end of this here, it says, Under the law, most everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. That, that shedding of blood uh, had to be given in order to cover our sins. And again, uh, what Moses and what they did uh, was not uh, uh, good enough. In fact, we can even look back here. Uh, let me see here at Leviticus 17:11. Over here, I think. Uh, Leviticus over here. Uh, 17, verse 11 says, "For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it for you in the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it's blood that makes atonement by the life." Now you know. Life, you know, obviously the Jews valued life. They understood that life uh, flowed from blood. You know, we understand that now. You know, we can look at uh, at science. We can understand uh, the red blood cells and, and how it can cleanse out um, uh, impurities uh, in our bodies. That's why we have the liver, the spleen, the kidney that that uh, that uh, you know, that, that filters those impurities out. We understand that. You know, just by looking that. Uh, uh, under a microscope, you know, you know some people want to uh, uh, say that Christians don't use uh, science in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But we can look at science, we can look at biology, we can understand that how blood uh, has those cleansing properties uh, to fully understand uh, how that blood is a cleansing uh, of our sins. And when you get blood on you, you know, it, unless you just get it out immediately, it's going to leave that stain. It's going to leave that mark. And, uh, you know, I think that's uh, very reminiscent of us as Christians, is that uh, we are, are blood-stained uh, from Jesus Christ, and, we, and that mark is put upon us, and that we know that we are forgiven. And so that's what we read here in this very first verse in 15, says that, therefore, he is the mediator of, that new of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive a promised eternal inheritance. So we understand that mediator. You know, you've heard me discuss this before in regards to the fact that you know they're, they're you know you understand what mediation is, uh, so that one individual can hear both sides and reconcile the differences. And so that's what Jesus Christ is. He is that ultimate mediator to talk to, talk to God on our behalf. Now remember. And I don't mean to be repetitive in what I'm saying, you know, and re, you know, I just want to reinforce what we've discussed before in the fact that, uh, you know, remember, God is not this bad, horrible uh, uh, individual uh, that, you know, that Jesus is holding back because he, he's trying to slay us. And, and, and you know, and, you know, remember, Jesus, you know, God sent his only son to save us. Uh, from that, and uh, you know, and that's why I was talking about. Some people refer to us as the slaughterhouse uh, religion. That they said that God sacrificed His own Son. How dare them? And that uh, uh, even pagans sacrificed their, their children and stuff. But here's the thing, you know, those were, were, were false gods. Those were uh, what they were doing was wrong in regards to throwing their children into to the fire and sacrificing their, their own people and, and doing those things. That was, what they were doing was pure evil against God. In fact, God was upset and angry with how they were acting and what they were doing. Right? No stretch of the imagination. 
but remember, Jesus Christ was not forced to do what he did. He willingly went to the cross in order to save us from a very real and eternal hell. That, there's a huge difference between a real, true, living God and a, the false gods that these pagans were going after, were after and throwing their children into the fire and then sacrificing them uh, to these false pagan gods, completely antithesis to one another and, and different from what we are having today. You know, in fact, I, uh, in my reading, it was talking about, um, uh, oh, the playwright, uh, Bernard Shaw, I can't remember his first name, but even he was talking about uh, how he was putting down uh, Christianity and the shedding of blood. And uh, uh, there's a lot of people out there who want to, uh, to just you know, tear everything we do down. Uh, in fact, um, I think you've even heard Dad mention this uh, with, in regards to communion, that people thought we were cannibals because when it talks about uh, eating uh, uh, the, uh, you know, when you break the bread, that's the eating of the flesh, and when you drink the, the, um, uh, the, the wine, that's the, the representative of the blood, but they thought they were literally eating flesh and drinking blood. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of obvious misconceptions out there uh, as to uh, what Jesus Christ did and, uh, and what he had to do in order to save us from that very real uh, hell. I'm sorry, I got something in my eye. Uh, but anyway, so we see that here. Uh, let's see, let's go on here. Um, let's see, mediator, so we read that in that uh, verse 15. It says, Death has occurred that redeems them from the trans trans transgressions committed under the first covenant. Therefore, where a will is involved, the death uh is the death of the one who made it must be established. Now, that's another point here to make. You know, I don't know if you all recall, uh, I think it was a couple weeks back, uh, there was the word diatheke. You know, I thought that was a kind of a neat, cool uh, word, that Greek word diatheke. You know, that's kind of, you know, that's a fun word to say, diatheke. But um, it was regards to a covenant. But uh, we have the, uh, the writer of Hebrews here uh, who's, who's using that word diatheke in another way outside of covenant in regards to a will. Now, you understand that uh, the recipients of a will, obviously you cannot uh, gain uh, uh, what uh, is written in that will until the beneficiary dies. And uh, so uh, only until then uh, can you benefit uh, if you, if, for lack of a better word, you know, nobody, you know, I don't care if, there, if there's a mountain of gold out there. I, I would trade it all to uh, keep my dad alive, to keep my mother alive, my wife and my kids. You know, I, I, I could care less. Uh, I'd rather have them than any amount of money in the world. But there's some people out there just waiting around for people to die. I know it's sick uh, and twisted, but there's people out there, they're, they're buying their time and somebody dies so they can inherit what they have uh, uh, left them in, in a will. And of course, there's nothing worse than seeing family members fighting and bickering over over things uh, that uh, a loved one has left. And uh, but again, you know, you can't, uh, you know, whatever's written down that will, and that's what you get. If you, you know, it's uh, well, who was it? I was trying to think. Just now popped in my head. If some famous actor that passed away, and they left. I think they even had kids, and they, they left all their their wealth to their dog. I can't remember who it was now. They even had kids. I can't remember who it was now. Well, I might as well like, I want to say Elizabeth Taylor, but I don't know. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, uh, that would uh, that would be the ultimate insult, you know, uh, to have uh, you know a loved one passes away, and uh, they get the will out, and you get nothing, but the dog gets everything. That would be um, 
an ultimate kick in the gut for sure. So, but uh, so with Jesus Christ, that's what we're talking about. This will here uh, that uh, that God has, uh, has 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 written out, if you will. And uh, you know, when there's the beneficiary, which is us, because we are going to inherit. Uh, what Jesus Christ, uh, because of His sacrifice, we're going to inherit all those great things, all the all the glories of heaven. Uh, you know, we are joint heirs to the throne uh, with Jesus Christ. We get to inherit that. But when you know, there has to be that executor. Uh, you know, when someone passes away, that someone has to uh, to divvy out. Uh, what you were supposed to get to that testator, uh, the, to use the fancy word, uh, if you will, and uh, so you know who is this executor? Well, see, that's where that's the great thing is that Jesus Christ rose again. So not only is he the one that uh, that because of his death that uh, allows that will to take place for us to be the beneficiaries, but because he rises again, he gets to be the executor, and he divvy out. DB, you know what I mean. He gives it to <laughs> what we're supposed to receive. I get it out here in a second. But um, what we're supposed to receive uh, in regards to our inheritance uh, to the throne of Jesus Christ. And so that, so what is that not to me? That of all things should be good news, great news to know what we are about to inherit uh, through the kingdom of God. And, and those promises are secure. You know, if you have a an official document, uh, those things are that are written there uh, is that um, uh, you know uh, is is uh, is solid. You know, I'm trying to think of the the correct term. Uh, you know, there, you can't. You know, there's been people trying to go back to court and fight because they're saying, well, well, my mom said I was supposed to have the glass trinket that sat in her cabinet for a hundred years and and been passed on generations but my sister got it so you know and, they, and the court's like too bad man here's as here's the will this was what was supposed to be given and uh too bad so sad you know that's just the way it is but you know because the promises that god has given us uh there's no reason to have any grievances because we should take great joy in what we're about to receive you know um earlier today uh, i was uh mowing our yard and you know uh well, that's one thing what Jesus, you know, let me back up just a bit. You know, one thing with Jesus Christ, uh, you know, when he died on the cross, you know, he, he forgives us of, of our sins. He pardons us, okay? And, uh, you know, as parents, uh, our kids can do things that can disappoint us. That's why I praise God about, man, I, I've got some good kids. You know, they, uh, they both work hard. They're both talented. And uh, I praise God for them. And, but I know that uh, I've not always been the, the, the best kid I could have been to my parents. And I probably caused a few lines and wrinkles and white hairs for them. But, uh, uh, you know, but they still forgave me when I messed up. And that's one great thing with Jesus Christ because of what he's done uh, on the cross. He forgives us of past sins, present sins, and future sins. You know, that, there, there are those people out there who think that, um, that God... Uh, doesn't know the future any more than, than we do, and that he has to readjust uh, what he is doing uh, to accommodate our decisions what we and what we think and do. And nothing can be further from the truth. I mean, God is all-knowing. He is omniscient, omnipotent. He is all-powerful, all-knowing. He knows past, present, and future. And, um, there, you know, there is... Uh, uh, those who uh, that uh, think that because God has to make those adjustments that um, uh, that that will uh, lead to the type of thinking of of um, 
Oh my gosh, what's the matter with me? I might as well blank on me. The uh, Armenian type of thinking that they can lose their salvation. And then there's those who, who take it to the extreme uh, to open theism. theism. And, uh, and you, know, you can't, you know, those, those two extremes uh, doesn't work. God is all-knowing, all-powerful. He is sovereign, and he is guiding us, and he's in control. And he, he forgives us of those past mistakes. But those past sins, those past mistakes want to constantly creep up on us. And, uh, and I've told you before, that's one area in my life that the old devil wants to constantly hound me and give me a hard time about. You know, when I'm trying to go to bed at night or I'm mowing or working out or studying, the devil never lets me forget every bad word, every bad thought, everything I've said to people, my parents, uh, to whoever it may be. You know, it, it is a, 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 a constant reinforcement. And, um, you know, uh, today I was mowing. And uh, hear all this, hear all this come again, and uh, you know I just felt like you know here I'm I'm living you know I feel like you know uh, I had a, a life wasted you know because I think of all the things I wish I'd done since I got to high school, things I wish I'd accomplished, which are things I tried, which th there were things I've done, and I was like you know man what a loser I'm just you know such a loser I was going through my head, and. Uh, only, I know it was the Lord. I know it was the Lord. Because I was beating myself up. I was out there mowing. And uh, I was on the other side of the house here. And just a voice that said, you know what? No man is a loser that is a child of God. That follows after Jesus. And uh, as bad as those past mistakes are that I've made and I've done. I'm thinking, you know what? God has called me to the ministry. God has called me to tell others about the love of Jesus Christ. Whatever I did in the past, in the past, you know, I could have continued to live uh, a life as a loser. I could have continued not uh, to never have done anything to follow after Jesus Christ. I could have continued down the path of destruction and have never turned back. But God changed my life early enough that I got to, not, I was no longer a loser, but I am a winner. I am a child of God. I, I get to tell others about Jesus Christ. I get to tell others about His love, His grace, His mercy. What greater uh, uh, calling could there be uh, than to get to teach and tell others about the love of Jesus Christ? And it's just like, you know, it's not that I didn't realize or understand that before, but it's just like a weight has been lifted. And I was just thinking, you know, but, you know, I, I, I was a loser. Before I started living for Jesus Christ, I was. But now that I am living for God, now that you are living for God, don't let that past haunt you. You know, it's just like a, a you know, you, you've heard Dad talk about uh, uh, the, the, uh, the hate, you know, that you know that ghostly apparition, you know, that ghost of the past who constantly wants to haunt you, uh, to, to tear you down. But Jesus Christ is here to elevate, to build us up, you know. And, uh, you know, that's what I was talking about this morning is, uh, you know, God is there uh, to not only, you know, philosophically uh, to help us, but uh, he's also there existentially uh, to build us up and to, and to never leave us alone and to help us even through the darkest of times in our lives. So whatever our past is, the heck with that. We are now children of God. We are now better than what we could ever be. Because we, now we get to serve an almighty God. And we should do it with all joy, with all greatness that we can muster. Because 
man, God is our is our King, our Lord, our Savior. You know, we are we are getting to to live a brand new life. So whatever your sins of the past were. Leave it there. You know, a lot of people have a hard time uh, when it comes to forgiveness. Uh, you know, back in my um, uh, undergraduate study, uh, we had to read a, um, uh, a book on forgiveness by Charles Stanley. And, um, and I think it was in chapter 9 of that book. I can't remember the exact name of the book, though. But anyway, he was talking about a um, woman he was, uh, was talking to. And um, she had, unfortunately, uh, been the product of uh, of, of sexual molestation from an uncle and uh, 30 some years she had uh, lived with that uh, that torment uh, in her life and uh, trying to deal with that and uh, you know uh, when she come to him uh, she was pretty bitter she was pretty upset uh, you know he, he even talked about how cliche you know some people want to say that time heals all wounds and he said you know obviously you know if that was the case then after 30 some years you know that would have you know that would have healed that wound uh, way before she got to him, and obviously that is, um, you know, that's, that is not true. But he, you know, he, she, she talked to that uh, empty chair, and like he was there, and, and she talked about all the pain and, and all the the problems and all the, the things that uh, that was associated uh, with what he had done to her. And uh, and as she talked, uh, the more she was able to release uh, the shame, the guilt that she felt, uh, the hatred, the bitterness uh, that she had kept welled up with inside of her. And uh, after she was able to, um, uh, to deal uh, with this, this horrible uh, you know, uh, tragedy that happened when she was younger, you know, uh, it's sad to know that uh, you know, even in my uh, counseling experience, 90% of the women that I have um, counseled have been the product uh, of molestation, and usually by a close family member. It's, it's horrible and, and tragic, and, and, and my heart goes out uh, to, these, to these young ladies. But, uh, but she was able to overcome uh, this bitterness. And it was only through the power of Jesus Christ that she's able to forgive him. It's not, not the circumstance. What he did was horrible. What he did was evil. What he did was wrong. So don't, don't think that you know, when we, try, we have forgiveness uh, for wrongs that has been committed to, to us, uh, it's not that we're making light of that circumstance. It's, it's, we're not that we're trying to act like that didn't happen. Uh, justice must be served. See, you know, God demands justice. What we're talking about is why Jesus Christ had to give his life on the cross. And justice must be served. And hopefully, if uh, who you know, if, if you are a product of, uh, of of something that terrible and horrible, hopefully the whoever done that uh, to you would will spend a long time in jail because that's where they need to be. Uh, and that's one thing. Bad thing is pedophiles are never cured. That's that's the sad part. But um, but you can have forgiveness for the circumstances because sometimes. People will blame themselves. Some people uh, will be eat up with shame uh, on themselves, even though they were the victims. Uh, they they feel like they uh, are uh, should be shameful, and not any further from the truth. But she was able to have that forgiveness uh, towards the circumstance and, and and for her feelings and to forgive herself. Uh, you know, because she was blaming herself all those years, and that weight uh, was lifted up off her shoulders. And you know. That's, it's a tough thing to do is to have forgiveness for to those individuals who have hurt you. Uh, that is a hard thing to do. Uh, you know, I say I say everybody watching here this evening uh, can can tell you of somebody who has hurt them uh, uh, mentally and emotionally, and it's hard to have forgiveness. It's hard to reach out, but we need to have that reconciliation. If you are a child of God, if you accepted Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior, you need to try to have that reconciliation. 
if possible. Now, sometimes you can ask for forgiveness, and um, and and there's no reason to, you know. And what I mean by that, at, in this book I was talking about with, by Charles Stanley, uh, he uh, was talking about said this man went up to a, a woman and said uh, he wanted to ask for forgiveness for lustful thoughts and feelings that he had towards her. And she had no idea uh, that he had these kind of feelings, so then it make it awkward for her. So every time she, you know, she couldn't be around him, she didn't want to look at him because then it felt weird, you know, obviously. So you know, you don't, you know, if you want to ask forgiveness, you don't, you know, there's, there's there, you know, if you've truly, physically, you know, said something or done something wrong that you need to ask for forgiveness about, then do so. You know, there's been individuals that I've had problems with, and by the grace of God. Uh, Lord, depending on who it is, the Lord's laid it on my heart to reach out to these individuals and uh, was able to reconcile our differences and uh, restore friendships. And that's a great feeling. That's awesome. Uh, but there are some people out there that uh, they've grown distant and cold and, and they wouldn't accept your forgiveness no matter what. And so all you can do is pray for those individuals, have that forgiveness in your heart and move on. But what if you have forgiveness for somebody and they hurt you again? Well, you know that uh, that's that's a that's a real big tough pill to swallow uh, is to uh, to be able to uh, continually forgive somebody. But here's something we need to keep in mind. I want you to look over here at uh, uh, let's see here Matthew 18. Well, first I want you to look at Romans 16. I want you to look at that verse first, and we'll look to Matthew. I want you to look at Romans 16. Romans 6, verse 10. Uh, it says, for death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to, uh, I'm sorry, lives to God. All right, so he died, um, that's why Jesus Christ died, to uh, for that forgiveness uh, of sins. Now, I want you to look over here at Matthew 18, 23 through 24. Matthew 18, let's see, get over here. I'm here. Pages sticking together. All right, now this is talking about this is the parable of the unforgiving spirit, uh, spirit servant. Uh, so that list, I think it's, it, it bears to be read at this point. Uh, verse twenty-three. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought up who owed him ten thousand talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold, with his wife and children and all that he had, a payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master, that servant, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But that same servant went out. He found one of his fellow servants who owed him a, hand, a hundred denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pray, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their master all that, he had, taken, all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant! Forgave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should you not have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. 
Now, you know, when we look at that, um, you know, you can look at the content, 100 denarii was like, say, like $1,000. Know, it's a lot of money. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the amount that uh, the servant was owed from uh, someone else was like 20 bucks. You know, that's the difference between you know, the huge amount and, then, and the small amount. And, uh, you know, here he was forgiven of a large amount, uh, but he couldn't, uh, uh, you know, give pity on the one who owed a small amount. And, you know, and I think that, that goes back to a lot of us. Uh, we have a multitude of sins, you know, all of sin, if all short of the glory of God. We're all in need of forgiveness, you know, that there's that, uh, those sins done intentionally and unintentionally. And we, we go before God, and we, we want to be cleansed of those sins. We ask God to forgive us, and He is faithful and just to forgive us of those sins, if we truly mean it and repent of those things. And uh, praise God for that, for His grace and His enduring mercy. But the bad thing of it is, uh, we are just like that, uh, that servant, that God can forgive us of a multitude of sins, and we are grateful. Thank you, Lord. But then when someone does us wrong, I ain't have nothing to do with him anymore. I want nothing to do with you. Get away from me. You know, that's the, the kind of attitude a lot of people have. And so we need to be just as quick to forgive and be forgiving as God has forgiven us. You know, I think that's one thing. You know, again, going back to what's going on in our world today, they can't let go of the past. 200 years ago, uh, slavery existed. Yes, it was wrong. It was bad. And, and you know, and, and, it, and it, I wish it hadn't have happened. But unfortunately, it did happen. But that was almost 200 years ago, people. We are now in the 20th, 21st century. Praise God how far our country has come uh, to now that everybody, every person, and this free country that people are dying to get to uh, has every opportunity to make it and be successful. You can be held down by your past. You can be held down by excuses. You can be held down by circumstance. You can make excuses for why you are where you are, or you can use that as a springboard to be better than what you are. And everybody has, or I don't care what race you are, you can you can be a CEO of a company. You can, uh, you know, it don't lawyers, doctors, police officers, you can be anything you want to be in this country. It doesn't matter what color you are. For some reason, they are stuck in the past, man. Let it go. How many of us need to let it go in the past and have forgiveness for those who have hurt us? And the people may, you may have forgiveness for somebody and they may continue to hurt you. And that's even harder to do. And that's why I read that passage, that even though they continue to, uh, to, to do those things, we need to forgive them. Now, there's there's a, there's a point of people you know, uh, taking advantage of you. You know, there's uh, police officers can tell you there's domestic situations. You know, that's these people wanting to defund police officers. I think um, Seattle has learned a valuable lesson in that. You know, now they're dismantling their utopian summer of love. It's a bunch of bull anyway. But uh, they see the, the strong and high need after this last shooting, uh, the importance of police officers. We need police officers to keep order and law. But they will tell you, you know, there's those of domestic violence that, uh, you know, they can be very hairy for uh, the police to, uh, to have to, to deal with at times. But some of these battered women, uh, you know, they, they get to this point to where they, they refuse to live. Well, he said he'll never do it again, and I forgive him. And, you know, and everybody knows that she's going to get, you know, it's going to get to the point, it's going to get worse and worse to the point, it's probably going to kill her. You know, in those situations, you know, you got to get away from there. That's, you know, you need to find a shelter, you need to find somewhere. You know, there's no reason for any man to ever put your, their hands on you. So my point is, we can have forgiveness for people, but if, they, if it's a continual state of hurt, you need to get the heck away from it. 
All right, you have no more association with those individuals, and um, and in particular, this domestic abuse, you definitely need to get away before. Uh, particularly if you got kids, they don't need to see that, and you need to get get away from that situation as far away as you can. I know for a lot of women, it's dangerous. It's all you know. They they can't. Uh, it's all they can do. And for those individuals, we need to pray for and and try to help them if all possible. But. Uh, outside of uh, physical abuse, in particular, uh, if you're around people who's constantly hurting you, you know you can have forgiveness. But if it's not, if it's going to continue, don't, don't, you don't need to associate with them. You can have forgiveness for people, but you don't have to hang out with them. You see what I'm saying? But uh, but we need to be quick to forgive, just as Jesus Christ is quick to forgive us because of His atoning work on the cross, that shedding of blood. Is and, and that inheritance from that will that we are, uh, are to receive. Uh, you know, because of that, that shedding of blood, that those sins are covered. We are forgiven, past, present, and future. And we need to, you know, it's great that we can be forgiven, but we need to forgive those around us. Trust me, I, I, that's one area that, that's another area I have to, you know, trust me, there's a lot of areas I have to fight, you know, all the time. But that's an area that I really like to fight. You know, it's easy for me to be bitter. It's easy for me to hold a grudge. It's easy for me to withhold forgiveness. Now, some of you may be watching this and may never, ever have a problem with that whatsoever. Man, good for you. I wish I could be more like you. But I have to pray, and I have to force myself to pray for people I don't like. I have to force myself to pray for people and, have, and pray, God, help me to have forgiveness for them. Because I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be bitter. I don't want to hold grudges. I don't want to have hatred towards anybody else. And so I force myself to pray. But I tell you one thing. Uh, it, it, it's hard to, but um, over time, it gets easier uh, to pray for those individuals, and uh, and when you get to that point where you, the God it really helps you to reach that uh, uh, crescendo, if you will, of forgiveness. Uh, it, you feel so much better. Uh, you're just like, ah, you know what? It's, I, it's over. I'm done with. It's over with. You know, and because uh, you know when you when you, let, when you have that bitterness and grudge towards other people, you're allowing them to have power over you. So, you know, uh, you don't want that, you know, them to have power over you. So look at it that way. If you're having trouble forgiving somebody, uh, realize that with you holding bitterness, you're allowing them to have power over you. You don't want that. All right. So uh, pray for the Lord to help you have that forgiveness towards other people as Christ forgave us. So now uh, we have this, uh, you know, the old covenant uh, was that uh, with Moses. And uh, in fact, we can see, let's see here. I think, let's see, hold on one second here. I think there's a patch I'm going to read real quick. Uh, hold on here. I think it's Genesis, let's see, Exodus 6. Um, hold on here. Um, let's see. Hold on here. Oh, it's Exodus 6. Let me make sure here. No. Exodus 24. Hold on here. I just want to read here just a second. Exodus 24. Let's see here. Yeah. Um, it goes back to what I was talking about a minute ago. Um, Exodus 24, 6. And Moses took half of the blood and put it in the basins, and half of the blood he threw on the altar. 
Uh, then he to the book of the covenant and read it to the hearing of the people. And they said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do and will be obedient. So remember that old covenant uh, was between God and Israel. But remember, they, they broke that covenant because they, they couldn't live up to it. They couldn't keep uh, that covenant. And so uh, those that atonement of the blood, the, the animal sacrifice, remember, it only covered so much, only went so far. That's why it took Jesus Christ true atonement, uh, his blood sacrifice, uh, to cover uh, the full extent of our sins. And that's why that had to be done. And um, so let's see here. Um, uh, let's see. 16.4. Uh, where a will is involved, death of the one who made it must be established. We, we've talked about that. For a will takes effect only at death since it's not in force as long as the one who made it is alive. So obviously if there's a will, as long as that person lives, you're not going to get what's in that will while they're alive. Uh, Therefore, not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood. That's why we read uh, Exodus 24, 6 uh, just now. Um, let's see. Uh, 19, for when, uh, when every commandment of the law had been declared by Moses to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats and water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled them both on the book itself of the people. Uh, again, going back to Exodus, what we just read. Uh, saying this is the blood of the covenant that God commanded you. Now, verse 21, And in the same way he sprinkled with blood both the tent and the vessels used in worship. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. So, uh, again, uh, you know, we see that uh, in biology, the, uh, how that blood cleanses uh, the toxins out of our bodies. And uh, we see that blood was necessary for sacrifice we see that blood sacrament we see that even going back to adam and eve and we see that blood sacrifice uh, that was uh, predicted even in jeremiah we can see in, in foretold of what jesus christ had to do in isaiah 53 uh, starting with verse 6 and uh, what was what you know that he was bruised for our iniquities uh and um and so you know well in fact let's see here let me let me just let me just only just pass by that let me look at Isaiah real quick I, I hate to just uh, throw something like that out there and just half um, say it there let's see Isaiah 53 is verse 6 here that I want to get at um, let's see here yes all like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way and Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that was led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation, he considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for our transgressions of my people. And they made his grave for the wicked and the rich man in his death. Although he had done no violence, there was no deceit in his mouth. So, um, and... Um, um, and of course, reverse ten. It, it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He was put into grief, and when his soul makes an offering for guilt, so you know you go. Out, you, we get a chance to read Isaiah fifty three. Uh, but uh, again, going back and um, uh, talking about uh, foretelling what Jesus Christ is going to do. You know, uh, seven hundred years from that point, what Christ is going to do. You know, again, how the Old Testament foretells what what. Well, the, the coming of Christ and what was going to happen. We had to do. And people may ask, well, how did those uh, in the in the Old Testament? How were they saved? Well, it, you know, again, you know, they, uh, you know, we look back to the cross. We look back to what Jesus Christ had done. What they were doing, uh, look at it as being put on credit. All right, and uh, uh, you know, uh, a lot of us don't have good credit. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, made mistakes with credit. But what uh, their sins were put on credit, and their bill was yet to be paid by Jesus Christ. And so they knew what Christ was going to do. That's why we had that foretelling. We had that foreshadowing of what Christ was going to do. And so, as uh, so, they looked forward to what Christ was going to do, as we look backward to what Christ is going to do. So that's how they were able to be saved and understood the things of Jesus Christ. And uh, so, you know, uh, praise God that Jesus willingly went to the cross, uh, that he was perfect. He was fully God, fully man. He understood uh, what he was going to transpire. He understood what he had to go through and what he had to endure uh, to save us from a very real hell and that we are forgiven. Don't let the chains of your past, don't let the chains uh, of the, and that jail cell burden you down. Know that you are free and that you are forgiven. Praise God for that forgiveness and for that grace and for that mercy. And when you mess up, look up and say, God, forgive me. And, uh, and learn from that and try not to do it again. And uh, we're all going to stumble. Sometimes we get in that vicious circle of sin, forgiveness, sin, forgiveness. But all we can do is keep trying and pushing forward, knowing that we are forgiven and that we are loved. And God will give us the strength to endure and to persevere. Let us have a word of prayer. And Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful and beautiful day that you bless us with. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us to understand that our guilt, our shame, our past, our present and future sins have been nailed to the cross and that we are forgiven and we're no longer held down by the chains of our past. Lord, let us live victoriously. Let us live in your light. And Lord, let us learn to serve you each and every day. Lord, if anyone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us. God, and protect us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, Lord willing, uh, we'll meet again tomorrow morning at 715 for our morning devotion. And uh, be sure to join us for uh, Sunday morning service from 11 a.m. PM will be inside and uh, no restrictions. I mean, we recommend that you do wear a mask and encourage the social distancing, but uh, you know, that's you know, can't, uh, can't make you, <laughs> but uh, we do encourage it. But come on out and join us. And Dr. Vic Young will be bringing the morning message. And uh, don't know what his sermon title is yet, but uh, as soon as he gives that to me, well, I'll put a little advert uh, out there uh, in uh, Facebook land, and so you all can share it and see what he'll be talking about. Everybody has a great day today, a blessed day, and thanks for watching. God bless.